Well, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me today, an old friend I haven't seen. I, I feel old saying this, Jody, but it's been, I think, 20 years. I think so. <laughs> um, man, that really makes me feel old. And looking at you, I really feel old. Uh, man, you've, uh, you've gone great. Of course, I, I haven't at all. No, uh, Jody Jenkins, welcome uh, to our podcast. I'm honored to be here today. Th- thank you so much for having me. Well, Jody, uh, you're you're an evangelist, and you're uh, you're out there preaching in different churches, preaching in different venues. And I want to talk about your new ministry that you're that you've been uh, launching. But first, I guess the basic question is: You and I were uh, roommates for a little while there at Crown College in Powell, Tennessee. Um, how did that experience forever change your life and uh, change the course of uh, of the future? Well, I would answer that a couple of ways. <laughs> I found my wife there. Amen. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, uh, and then that is a great place. God really, God really taught me some wonderful things there. One of the main things that was, that was pumped into us that, that uh, God helping us, uh, we hope we're living by this is that God is the goal. Yeah. And I tell you that right there shapes everything else you do. And to, I, there's so many things I could say about, about the experience there at crown, but that would be one thing that really kind of sticks out to me that is still affecting my life and ministry today, that uh, it's not about, it's not about things. It's about him. Right. And that, that, that helps us with our marriages that helps us in our ministries all the way through. So, and obviously friends and uh, being able to connect with you again. I mean, what, that, what, what a blessing, you know? Right. So uh, there's so many things we could say here, but th- th- those are two or three things just right off the top of my head. All right. But I want to know how, how rooming with me forever changed your life. Well, it's a good thing. I don't remember some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, one, of the, one of my favorite memories from crown um, <clears throat> was the midweek service, uh, the most encouraging service of the week. And for me, that really was the case. Um, I wasn't one of those guys that said, you know, I just got to make it till Friday. For me, it was, I got to make it till Wednesday. Um, that service really transformed in my mind what a midweek service should be. Um, Amen. And I know, and, and just learning a lot from Dr. Sexton. Um, yes. There. You know, one of the things I, uh, I want to ask you is, uh, just, and by the way, I haven't sent Jody any of these questions, so um, he's answering these right off the top of his head. Normally, I do uh, a little more show prep, um, but I-, I wanted to get him just kind of fresh. Um, one of the things that impressed me about you, Jody, I-, I got the chance to hear you a lot, to preach a lot. In fact, I think we were in prison ministry together. Yes. To make sure I say prison ministry together, not just prison together. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, hearing you preach, a lot of guys were preparing to preach there at Crown. It seemed like you were already there, um, but you know, I, I, we just recorded a chapel uh, for Rock County Christian, and and your preaching is still solid. It's still Bible based. It's still uh, a, a solid gospel message. But I, I'd like to know how has the Lord changed or matured your preaching as you've left Bible college? As you've, uh, we'll talk more about uh, your your ministry experience in a minute. But I really want to know how, how has the Lord changed your preaching throughout the years? Well, I would answer that question immediately. That when I was in Bible college, all of this kind of stuff, it's one thing to preach the truth. It's another thing to live it. Yeah. And I would answer that. Uh, he has 
allowed us to go through some things to prove the truth that I'm preaching. Mm. So my preaching has changed in the fact that I've changed that, that, that he's, he's as, as, as an old little song goes, he's still working on me. Yeah. And, and, and my preaching has evolved with, with what God's allowed me to go through. Mm. And, uh, uh, not that you add anything to scripture. That's not what I mean, but it's one thing to preach it. It's another thing to preach it with even more conviction Yeah, because you know what you're preaching is true. Right. You haven't just been taught it's true. You know, it's true yeah. by what he allows you to go through yourself. So uh, I would answer that with personal experience and uh, uh, watching him uh, fulfill what you've been preaching down through the years, you know? So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. You know, I remember just starting out uh, in those Bible college days, and even a few years after a lot of my sermons were, again, I have, I don't believe I've changed my message at all. Um, But a lot of those messages were to be charitable collections of what I've gleaned from other preachers. Yes. And uh, things I've cobbled together uh, and, and a couple of my own insights, but mostly things I've I've kind of taken and grabbed from other preachers, which is, is not necessarily bad. Um, but it took me years to get to a point where I understood more. Yes. Things that I was saying. I had more of a conviction about those things. As Amen. Said, as God has brought me through a lot more. Yes. Would you agree with that that idea? I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that. All right, so Joe, let's back up a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, let's go back to you, just your testimony. How how um, did you come to know the Lord? And then maybe tell us a little bit about how He uh, called you into ministry. Okay, name's Jody Jenkins. I'm from Tennessee. You can probably hear that in my accent here, and so on. Uh, I made a profession of faith as a young child in my home church. And be quite frank with you, I don't remember hardly any of it, really any of it. And I struggled with that down through the years. So I am I am a classic uh, person who just down through the years just wanted to make sure. You understand what I'm saying yes. to you? So uh, God has just brought us to the point that, that, that it's not about what you remember doing in the past. It's right now you know you're saved because you're trusting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And I remember reading, reading a statement that said, if you're trusting Christ today, then that's evidence that you've trusted Christ. Yeah. That helped me. You know what I mean? You know, because I people I, that would, if you asked me if I were alive, I wouldn't show you my birth certificate. Exactly. Exactly. And that's been my salvation experience because I really struggled with, I just didn't remember, you know, all the details. Uh, uh, but, you know, I remember, I remember, Brother Keith Kaiser helped me with that in Bible college. I went to him after hearing a preacher there at Crown. I can't remember who it was, but some preacher made a statement like uh, uh, to the effect that, um, for instance, um, if you don't remember the time and the place and where you were, then you need to check up. Well, that really bothered me. Now, I'll be, I wish I did remember. You understand? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not bashing that at all, but there, there are a lot of people who are like me that they don't remember all the details and all of this. I went to brother Kaiser 
And he said, well, I'm paraphrasing the story. He said, well, he said, Jody, he said, he said, uh, uh, were you born physically? I said, yes. He said, well, how do you know that? I said, oh, well, I'm alive today. He said, exactly. He said, you you know, you were born physically because of the evidence today. Yeah. And the same thing applies with salvation. So uh, uh, I cannot say I was born on a specific day, a specific year. But all I know is that I have trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. He's the only way to heaven. I'm trusting him today, which is evidence that I trusted him in the past. Now, when was it? I don't remember all those details, but I know Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And he called me to preach. I answered the call to preach officially. Uh, I preached my first sermon in seventh grade. It was terrible. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I was preaching as an athlete. Uh, 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 and, uh, but yet I didn't surrender to preach until uh, the summer after I graduated high school in, in the summer of 1996. And I actually surrendered officially there at the Crown Youth Conference uh, 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 when, when Brother Steve Robertson was preaching. Uh, so that's when I officially surrendered. Uh, and I've been preaching ever since and, and God's growing us and we're, we're just thankful for what the Lord's doing in our life. Amen. Well, all right. So you are, you're launching a new ministry. Actually, before we get to that, uh, and I am going to get to that, 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 that's the main point of what we're doing here. Um, but you have, uh, you, you graduated from crown. Uh, I yep. remember you met your wife there. Um, and I remember some sort of prank you were trying to pull on me. You sent, uh, Becky to come and talk to me at a lunch table, which is kind of weird because she normally wouldn't. And then you come running uh, after me saying, why are you talking to my girlfriend? Anyway, um, <laughs> just a, the random memory just popped in my head right now. Um, but, but anyway, so uh, you met your wife there and, and God drew you uh, there through many things we just talked about. And I believe from there you launched into a, to evangelism. And yes. later you would, uh, you would take a senior pastorate. You'd be there for a number of years. And yes. I know you're, you're launching kind of back into evangelism now. I'm curious as to, you've been on, on both sides of that spectrum. So uh, you've been an evangelist, but you've also been a senior pastor. Can you tell us a little bit about how you feel as though the, how can the church best use that gift of the evangelist? And how, and then on the flip side of that, how can the evangelist then be the most uh, blessing to a church? It's a great question. I would answer the first question about how a church can take can take advantage of the office of, of an evangelist by taking advantage of it. Mm. And uh, and this is not just me pushing myself. This is me pushing all Bible believing preaching evangelists who's going to preach the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, they are a gift to the local church. And I encourage uh, pastors to uh, invite evangelists. Uh, even if you can't do it in person, do something, you know, virtual or, or something like that, because uh, uh, not that it's right or not that it's wrong. Speaking from the pastor's viewpoint, you know, a, an evangelist can come in and say the exact same thing you've been saying yes. and your people will respond when they don't respond to use the pastor. Right. And I find that irritating with our chapel messages I know every day, but you know, some guy comes in. And say the same thing I said, but in a different way. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone is is is, is right, right. So <laughs> in it in the case like that, you either let it make you upset or you take advantage of it, right? You know, right. because really, 
some of those people who come forward or, or respond, whatever they do, it's because you have, as the pastor or as the teacher, been faithful to plant the seed. Right. You see. Uh, so so I would take advantage of the evangelist from the from the from the evangelist viewpoint. To me, the way I look at it, sure, we want to see people saved. We want to see people helped. But the way that 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 I like to approach meetings is I'm coming in to serve that pastor because I know if, if, if at the end of the meeting he's encouraged, he's helped, he's challenged, and that can come in different packages. You know, you may not see anybody saved, but maybe that's a pastor who's really carrying a burden that he didn't know who he could talk to, but he can talk to an evangelist. You see what I'm saying? Right. But yet that meeting, even if you don't see anything in the services, which hopefully you do, but even if you don't see it in the services, if he gets something, then you've really helped that entire church. So really the, the evangelist needs to focus more, in my opinion, on the man of God instead of the work of God going on there. Now, it's both. Don't get me wrong, because we come in to help the people, to encourage the people, to love on the people, to see people saved. That's what we want. But at the end of the day, if the pastor's encouraged and strengthened, then to me, that's a successful evangelistic campaign. And I think, you know, if, you know, again, Ephesians tells us the evangelist is one of the gifts God's given to the church. And, you know, I, I jokingly say it's irritating when I hear uh, someone like you, Jody, say the same thing I've said and people respond to that. And I think, okay, what's the opposite situation? If I don't bring in some of these people, some of my own people aren't going to be reached. Right. And, exactly. And for whatever reason, God has ordained it that in, in, in such a way that um, maybe you just say it a little differently or whatever. And the Holy Spirit just takes that and, and uses that to convict the heart or to stir up the soul. And if you hadn't have come, that wouldn't have happened. Right. And, and, and as a pastor, or I mean, I'm not a pastor at the moment, um, but um I would think I, I would want that. And I, and I have to be able, I have to be humble enough to, to let scripture be scripture and say, all right, if this is, if this, if this is a gift to the church and I'm not using it, um, I have a problem. Right. Like the church is not benefiting as much as it could be. Right. Um, so Jody, as, as an evangelist coming in, let's talk about your, your new ministry here. Uh, Real hope ministry. Tell us what you uh, hope to accomplish here and, and really, the burden God's laid upon your heart? Well, the burden he's laid on my heart is an acrostic with the word hope. And uh, your listeners probably don't know me or whatever the case may be, but God delivered me from deep, dark, debilitating depression. I mean, where I thought my ministry was over, I thought my life was over. I was doubting a lot of things, including my personal salvation. And I mean, it was awful for several, several months. And God has delivered us from that. And we've learned through this that we're not alone. Yeah. There's a, there, there, there are a lot of preachers, a lot of Christians. When I'm traveling, preaching, and I'm telling my story of hope, if you will, uh, that they're struggling with depression. They're, uh, and, and some of them, they don't know who they can talk to. So Hope Ministries, God gave me, uh, I, I, I feel like it was the Lord that gave me this, an acrostic. And it's the word hope. It stands for helping the broken. It stands for outreaching locally and globally. 
stands for preaching God's word and equipping God's people. And in this, we're trying to help multitudes of people. Matter of fact, my website, if it's okay, if I give that Absolutely. to the folks, it's realhope.today, realhope.today. One thing the Lord laid on our heart is when you go on the website, if you go to the resources button, yeah. that is a lot of ministry experience down through the years. Uh, 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 there are books on there, especially like for children. If you go to the children's ministry, uh, it's our burden. All of that stuff's for free. You can download it for nothing. We're not trying to make any money on that. It's just God has laid it on our heart. That's part of the E, equipping God's people, just trying to help people uh, be all that they can be to put tools in their hands so they can go, they can train their children. There's all kinds of stuff on there for pastors, for children, for marriage. Uh, if you go to where it says I'm alive, there's a song I wrote uh, uh, since coming out of depression. Uh, all of that, you can read a little bit of my story. We just have a heart to get the gospel into every hand yeah. and help people who are hurting and struggling to become all they can be so they can help get the gospel into every hand. That, 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 I mean, that, that, that's kind of in a nutshell. I want people, when they think of us, they don't think of me, but they think and they know that there's hope in Jesus Christ. That's what the ministry is about. And that's why we're trying to travel. We're trying to go wherever God opens the door. We want to be a blessing, see people saved, encourage, encourage God's children, love on them, help them to see that they're not alone, whether they're hurting, whether they're on a mountaintop or in a valley, we've got a ministry for them. And uh, we're trying just to be a blessing to God's people and trying to get the gospel around the world. Amen. And, you know, that is such a needed ministry. I, I, I know of several pastors who are in that position and they're, maybe they're burnt out or they are experiencing doubt like they've never experienced before. Yes. There's not a lot of people they're going to confide in. That's exactly right. So, exactly. let me ask, you know, speak to the pastors. And I know some of these guys are, are listening to this podcast right now. Um, speak to that pastor right now who, who's just experiencing, uh, you know, they don't think that they're, they're, they're doing the job here. They're wondering, you know, did I get this whole calling wrong or, and what does that mean for my family? Am I being the father I need to be in the husband or the pastor? And I just don't even know where to turn. Amen. Thank you for, for letting me speak to that. If I'm talking to a pastor who feels that way, I say with a resounding voice, you are not alone. You are not alone. One thing the devil put in my mind is that nobody understood. Nobody had it as bad as me. I mean, I, I've got it worse than anybody on planet Earth. And the fact of the matter is, is you're not alone. As a matter of fact, if you'll go to my website, and please, God knows my heart. This is not me trying to pump myself. But if you'll go to my website and go to where it says preaching, go under resources, go, go to where it says preaching, uh, I think it's under resources. Anyway, you can find it where it says preaching. Yeah. There are three sermons there. All three of them, I believe, would be a help to you. But especially the one that says depressed and wanting to die. That is a message about Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 19. In chapter 18, he, I mean, he has that great victory. Chapter 19, he's sitting under juniper tree asking God to let him die. And folks, if it can happen to Elijah, it can happen to us. And I want to encourage you, listen to those things, get help. If you need somebody to talk to and you feel like you just don't know anybody in your church you can talk to, you just don't know who you can trust, whatever, 
reach out to me, friends. I'll help you any way I can. Another pastor who's partnering with me is Pastor Tim Cruz. I don't know if you know Tim Cruz or not. He and I are partnering together to help hurting preachers. You can reach out to him. Reach out to me. It does something when you talk to somebody and they truly understand. And I want to tell you, I know those voices can scream. They're screaming. I know all about it. They scream. And if you're not careful, you're going to focus on the loudness of the voice. But remember, there was a still small voice in Elijah's life. And it all depends on which voice you choose to listen to. Is it the loud, obnoxious voice that's screaming, you're no good, and he's condemning you? I remind you that God will not condemn you if you're in Jesus Christ, which means the loudness has nothing to do with the truthfulness of it. But we have to focus on the still, small voice who always speaks truth. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And I'm te- this is part of our ministry. This is part of our passion. You see, helping preachers who are hurting. I'm telling you, if you're a preacher's wife that hears this and you need somebody to talk to, you can reach out to us. I'll get you in touch with my wife. She would be honored to help you. She helped me. God used my wife to help me. And I know that she'd be honored to help you as well. So, you know, sometimes we 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 can focus on the pastor and and forget about his wife. And his wife needs help as well. His children need help as well. And God has delivered us to the point where we can talk about these things. We can help you. We can guide you. And, and, and folks, we just want to help you to be all that God wants you to be. So you're not alone. You're not alone. Reach out. Don't ever be ashamed of it. Right. Don't be ashamed of it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Just reach out for the help that you need. And God's, God's going to see you through this thing. Yeah. I, I so appreciate you allowing me you know, to speak to the pastors there for a minute. And let me just throw in, you know, the problems don't go away. They need to be addressed and they need to be uh, brought out to the light. Now, I'm not necessarily, you need to make everything public, but, you know, if, if, if you, you need to talk to somebody. Yes. If you need to talk to somebody, please take that step. It, it's, it's not just best for your ministry, your family, but it's best for you. It's best Amen. for the, the work of God and, and, and advancing the kingdom. Amen. So, Jody, thank you so much for taking the time and being with us here today. And even just this this ministry, it sounds like God is going to bless that. And I pray that he will. And I pray that people will take advantage. And give us your website one more time. It is realhope.today. Realhope.today. You can also get to it by jodyjenkins.org. Now, if you do .com, it's a country music singer, okay? But but anyway, jodyjenkins.org. You don't have like a double ministry here, do you? You're not... You're not I got a banjo in the back here. If, if you That's want great. To That's <laughs> great. <laughs> All right. We're going to have that link on our website. We'll put it in the show notes as well. And I hope you take advantage of that. Uh, we end all of our programs with a, with a recommended resource. And that is our recommended resource for this week. So that's realhope.today, T-O-D-A-Y. So I yes. hope you will check that out. I, I was looking at that before the show. And, you know, in the resources section, there are, there are tons and tons and tons of things there. Yeah. It'll take you a while to get through. But it'll, yes. it's, it's worth the time to do it. Amen. So, Jody, thank you again for your ministry, and thank you for coming on our podcast. And I want to thank all of you for listening, and don't forget to check us out at www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and uh, you can find all those resources there. Um, and check us out on Twitter and, and Instagram at Basic Bible Cast. So, 
Again, uh, join us next week. Until then, have a great rest of your week. <laughs>